Welcome to the Holyoke High School Herald Night Rider Podcast. We are in the Holyoke Public Schools Media Center, and this is the part I couldn't remember. It is September 14th, 2021. Welcome back. It's been a long time since we've done one of these podcasts, and it's great to be back here. Things are a little bit different, but we'll get through it, right? Why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Olivia Mazza. I'm in 12th grade, and I'm a writer for the Herald. Hi everyone, my name is Patrick Sweeney. I'm currently a junior, <clears throat> and I am the co-editor of the Holyoke High School Herald. Hi, I'm Conrad Broderick. Um, I'm a junior here at Holyoke High School, and I'm the head photographer and the podcast editor at Holyoke High School. Hi, I'm Annalise McBride. I'm a senior here at Holyoke High School, and I'm the co-editor along with being the sports editor of the Herald. So, as you can tell, I'm pretty blessed to be amongst so many active students. We've, we've had an amazing year last year, and we have a lot of returning students this year to the Herald. So, thank you all. Thank you all for doing such a great job this past uh, year and also this, this, this year as well. It's been a good start. So, let's get right back to it, guys. It's been a while since we had one of these podcasts, and none of you were actually on the podcast at the time because the last podcast was literally, I think, the week or two before COVID started, the pandemic started with the lockdown in March 2020. So what did you want to talk about? What's on your mind? Well, it's good to be back. I, I it's good say. to be back yeah. in person, right? Yeah. I mean, definitely things are very different, you know, the masks and everything like that. But it's, it's on a positive note, it is good to be back, you know, in front of teachers, actually learning instead of, you know, just sitting in front of a screen. What was that like all day sitting in front of you? It was, you know, you kind of it kind of took it for granted because I did complain about it a lot, and part of me kind of misses it. But yeah, you know, there's nothing like actually learning in front of a a person, you know, in a classroom. Sure. So it yeah. is good to be back. Yeah, it's definitely a much better um, learning environment because being like online and Zoom, it was really hard to learn things. But it was like an easy out, so I mean, I do kind of miss being able to be at home, but I'm learning a lot more in these three weeks than I did last year. Yeah, I agree as well. I do miss being at home and being with my family and everything. That was really good. I enjoy being independent and being able to do tasks myself at home. But at the same time, it is nice to see all the teachers and and fellow classmates in the halls and, and wave to people and communicate in that manner. So that's been nice. I think one of the complaints I've been hearing most, which I thought was kind of funny, and I saw a lot of memes about it online, was the whole entire, now we can't go to the bathroom whenever we want, as well as teachers. <laughs> you can't just get up and get whatever you want. You can't get a snack, but it was, it's nice to be back here. Yeah, it gives you a sense of freedom, you know, mm-hmm. being able to just get up and, at, you know, learn mm-hmm. at your own free will. But, you know, sometimes that's not necessarily the best way to learn. Yeah, I mean, it's like when I was growing up, we would always wonder, like, what would it be like to just do this at home every day and I have to actually go into school? And then we found out what it was really like. And you know what? It wasn't so great, was it? (laughs) It wasn't so fun. Isolation. Snow days didn't feel the same. There was no such thing as... We just had one. The internet went down or something, but (laughs) other than that, no, it just wasn't fun anymore. And the school year just was, like, really, really long, too. I don't think it was, like... Oh, I know. I, I, it just... It wouldn't end. No, it wouldn't. You know, we got out... You know, for the last two months, we were able to come back to the building. Um, yeah. And some of us did. I was one of those students. Yeah. Um, and we got out late June. And... Yes. I don't know. That's kind of not... It was no fun. You know, <laughs> only two months of summer. 
Yeah. It was short. It was very my short. My goal every year, my birthday is June 24th. My goal every so year is to get out before. Oh, that's right. <laughs> get out before my birthday. Yeah, exactly. We, well, we just made it, I think. <laughs> yeah. By three days. Was it three yeah, days? It was the 21st. So, all right, a lot of positivity, apparently. I'm glad that you're happy to be back. Cause I'm happy to have you guys back. It's very good to actually be able to get to know you versus trying to do that on on the computer was very difficult for your teachers so it's just awesome to be able to see you in person so that's good let's also talk about some other things that were on your minds covid i mean that's that's the obvious one right how is that for you as a student during a global pandemic being in school um i mean it's definitely a struggle there's a lot of things it was a, I think it was worse last year. There's a lot of things that we had to juggle, and teachers, some teachers understood that, some teachers didn't. So it was definitely a lot of a struggle dealing with things. I know a lot of people like were really feeling the stress. So I think being back in the building is better to some extent because teachers are like being a little more flexible on things like that. But it's like stressful in a different type of way now because now we're worried about going to school, being with all these people and whether or not someone has COVID, things like that. So it's just, I feel like either way it's going to be stressful. It's just a different type of stress. Yeah. I definitely don't think there's enough safety precautions for when it comes to COVID, and especially with this new Delta variant that's two times more, uh, uh, what would be the word? Transmissible. Yeah, transmissible. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think that we're doing enough, and especially, you know, with what's going on in the lunchrooms and even in the hall, you know, the... The foot traffic is a little bit too crowded, and it could be a possibility of transmitting. So would you narrow it down to lunch and transitions being the two parts of the day we need to work on more? Basically, it's it's a little bit of everything, if I'm being honest. Some of our classes are even way too big. I, 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 I don't know. There's not much you can do because we are a big no. school, but the least that they could do is at least try to lock down on getting these masks over our nose and mm-hmm. basically uh, get vaccinated kind of like you know because it's very important uh, to you know stopping this especially for a lot of younger kids too yeah, absolutely yeah. so how is the assigned seating going in the lunchroom because I know that's one thing the school is working on to to prevent people transmitting the virus in the lunchroom it's not working it does not work I mean personally I choose to sit outside okay but I do like I can walk through and you can see people that are sitting at different tables every single day I like different lunches people are like all moving around it it's not even like the seating that matters you're still in line like crowded on people people are pushing around to get to lunch so then even sitting like you might be sitting that far away from someone, but why does it matter how far you're away from at lunch when you're right next to them in class? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of just, I don't know, I feel like that's where a lot of students are looking at it and people aren't necessarily listening, and then they make you scan the little things at the tables, but at the end of the day, they're not yeah. doing anything to further that. Like, it's just like, oh, this is a nice effort, so it looks good, but we're not going to do anything about it. So. I still don't seem to understand why scanning a QR code is going to help stop the spread of COVID. <laughs> Literally. It, it it doesn't really make sense, and I, I don't even think I've ever seen a student actually do it. Oh, really? No. Uh, yeah, they yeah. come around, and they're like, oh, can you scan it? But half the time, you can't even type on the Google form. And all it is is, like, what table do you sit at this day? So if someone did have COVID, they're like, oh, like, is it you? Or, oh, like this, so you They're know. trying to contact trace, but even yeah. with making all of that effort, it's still going to be really hard to contact trace. Um, 
So, yeah. I don't know. If things keep going the way they're going and, you know, COVID doesn't start to calm down in the state or in the area, we might we might see ourselves online again. Yeah. And that wouldn't be really cool. I've heard people talk about that. Is that something you really think could happen? I definitely think it's a possibility. I think um, with, like, uh, flu season coming, mm-hmm. too, people are going to, like, yeah. the minute they're sick at all, they're going to assume it's COVID or things like that and then yeah. just not get tested or, like, quarantine or things like that. I feel like we're going to end up online, yeah. like, in the winter. The cold weather is coming. It's going to be yeah. pretty tough, I suppose. Yeah, I don't think we're going to make it through 180 days, really. Absolutely not. I've talked to a lot That's of people. Scary. And they said that's not going to happen. It's going to be very scary. It's it's sad. It is sad. I, I don't even think it's really scary at this point because a lot of people are just not taking the initiative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's their problem. They're the problem, you know. The people that are actually doing what they're supposed to do, you know, in school and outside of school to prevent the, uh, the spreading, they're, they're the solution. And the more people that are, you know, being the solution to the problem are going to help solve the problem and get rid of this virus. Mm-hmm. Sure. Any thoughts to the to the rest of the class? Uh, we, we have quite an audience today. Other thoughts about COVID and how it's going for you being back in person? And So I was actually curious about the intercom. Um, so McKenna was like talking about the regulations for like how if you want like classrooms to be set up. And one of the things she specifically said was that she doesn't want any students like sitting across from each other, especially when they're like at round tables. But I find it to be like dumb because during lunches, every single student, no matter how far apart they are, they're still sitting across from someone. So there's no difference whether it's in a classroom or during lunch. Because mm-hmm. you're still reading the same air as everyone else. And you're still like in a, and you're still in a classroom. Yeah. And then I've also heard that there's like some teachers that have been taking their mask off more regularly than others. And they don't, um, they don't follow the protocols themselves, so how are they going to enforce it on students when their teachers aren't even checked? Uh, that's really concerning. It is very concerning. Mm-hmm. So one good thing about the masks is maybe, I don't know how you guys feel, but I would say 99% of students and staff are following this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. you said there's at least one person not. There's been a few, um, a few. There's been a few students that have like, came up to me and told me that they've been so on one hand it's good that almost everybody's following the safety pr- protocols but it's really concerning that that there's one or more people that it isn't mm-hmm. that's a problem yeah me and mm-hmm. a couple of that's other students have been you know parts of classes where teachers are just putting down their masks and they're talking and talking and talking and you know mm-hmm. you ask for help they come over and they put their mask down and it's just it's very uncomfortable sure. and you know they're not following protocol it just takes a few people to ruin the progress, it right? It really I mean, that's, does. That's like a microcosm of our whole country right now, yeah. right? I mean, we have a lot of people vaccinated, but at the same time, we have a, we have a, there's, there's people that just won't do it. Exactly. And it's really holding us back. Yeah, it's extremely disappointing. The thing is, is that we probably have to work around those people. And, you know, the more in numbers that the problem solvers uh, grow, the easier it will be for this virus to pass. Yeah. And I think it'll just take a little bit more time, and patience is really important in this whole thing, because as of right now, you know, the effort that we're putting into for the vaccinations and, you know, keeping the masks on and the social distancing, it's really important and it helps, and it's and people are doing a good job. There's just a lot of people that refuse to based on their religious reasons or based on 
just there. I understand that part. I actually am pretty un- understanding and empathetic to people like that. Yeah, yeah but with religious reasons. At the same time, it it you know they're not thinking about it in a in a more realistic way, and it yeah. and it's kind of putting people in harm. It does put the rest of the country at risk. Yeah. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on this before we move on? Because now there's some other school things we um, want to talk about. I know that, so I go to school early in the morning, between 7.25, 7.30, when they let everyone in. And I notice that there's also no spacing. That's when people are coming off the buses, people are getting out of their cars, and now you have this huge group of people waiting at the front of the school. There's no separation. Everyone's huddled into this one small area and just talking and going around and there's just no distancing at all there and I feel like the school could be doing more like they promised to help keep everyone spaced out and sanitized. I haven't seen anyone sanitizing tables. I haven't seen teachers taking this seriously um, when it comes to spacing or to keeping your masks on as Alicia stated, it's just very, I don't think the teachers are taking it as seriously as they could, or at least most of them. Yeah, I think the whole, like, I came in for, like, two days last year when we could come back in person, Mm -hmm. and that's when, like, you were being told, like, sanitize your chairs and things Mm -hmm. after. I assumed when we come back in the fall, the same thing would happen, like, you'd have, like, little time at the beginning of your class to do that. No one's done that. There's nothing, like, even in the rooms to be able to do that if teachers wanted to, like, let their class do that. So I don't know, it seems like they're not taking it as seriously as they were in the spring. But I mean, I don't know, it makes no sense. We I were given we were given those bottles and, yeah. and paper towels, but yeah, have I seen it being done actively? Probably not. <laughs> so I'll admit that. Yeah. Yeah. I was assuming something like that was gonna happen this mm-hmm. year as well and I was definitely thinking that um, you know, classes would be a little bit more small and spaced out the way that they were, you know, for the last two months. That was the mm-hmm. next thing you wanted to talk about. How are your spacing? classes? I got to be honest, the classes are okay. I can't really complain, you know, for know. the learning environment is okay. I think it's just more of the physical environment that might just mm-hmm. not be very safe. Okay. Um, but I don't have any complaints to any of the teachers or what they're teaching or anything that they're doing to help us learn. Good, because your grade in this class depends on that. So yeah, I'm just <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, no, I heard some students, uh, part of the audience, were saying that there were classes that were had students standing. Is that oh, right? Yeah, standing? I have a class like that. Yeah, standing room only. Yeah, so me and Emily share a class. We have um, human anatomy and physiology with Roshu, and she's even stated that she has to like talk to the um, like the guidance and stuff so that they would stop putting kids in her class because she just simply doesn't have the room for her. She actually has like like a lot of students sitting in the back where the lab tables are using chairs from other classrooms because she can't simply provide any more chairs for us. So it's very hard for like everyone to move around or like when we're doing lab experiments that wow. has like specifically put the put us in each um like bubbles so that we can stay separated and like keep using the, the lab equipment that we're all like assigned to. But you can tell that she's stressed about it and that she's like trying to like find a way to like solve and like make sure that no one's moving around as much because her room is very small compared to some others and she does have a lot of kids that she has to like make sure that mm-hmm. aren't moving around and touching too many things. So I feel I feel for her and I know it's not her fault because she's even like trying to like stop it. But even like yesterday she got one more student 
and we had a whole situation trying to figure out where she was going to stay, and that just like took up a lot of time in the class. So the social distant mandate was, which I do not understand, was uh, uh, less than from six feet to three feet in the classroom. Are they adhering to that at least? I feel like in my classroom is three feet. Mm -hmm. I yeah, think definitely. What, what she said is it was like three feet from the middle of each desk. But that uh, makes no sense because no, it doesn't make sense. you're sitting there. And I know her classroom is made for 24 desks. And when I took her class, I had a different class with her sophomore year. And even then, we still had too many people in that classroom. But they at least like kind of listened to her when she was like, oh, this is a chemistry class. We can't have this many people. They listened to her. And now that she's telling them the same thing, they've given her like three more students after she told them, like, oh. we can't put anything in there. I remember a teacher being in her classroom, like, watching. And she told them, she was like, do you think you could talk to them and tell them I can't put any more people? And he was like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then the next class, we got another student. Oh. It just, it makes no sense. Like, I feel bad. I think we have, like, 29 people in that class. And we only 29? Have a, Out yeah, of 24 have, seats? There's 24, yeah. It's like her room capacity is 24. And then we have people sitting at all the lab desks. So it's like, it gets really crowded when we try to go do lab groups because there's no way to, like, have those students be in those lab groups. So people are, like, moving. It's like this whole thing. And then, of course, like at least you said, we're all using the same equipment that's getting moved around each time because other classes are using it. It's just, I feel like they didn't think about science classrooms in that sense. They thought about English classrooms, history classrooms, math classrooms, where you're not using all the same stuff. Sure. It's not as packed, but her classroom is, like, literally, like, full. Well, I know I had an issue with one of my classes. To give credit to the guidance department, they did take care of that and... Uh, now I'm actually under my, my capacity, which is good. Uh, I have one less student than I can hold. So that's really good. Um, but, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. And I'm sad to hear that it's going on in some of the science classes. Yeah. Yeah, I have the same problem in my science class, too. I mean, I feel like the, the desks are not really three feet apart. And the lab benches are there, and they're taking up space anyway. So I feel like, and our class is pretty much full. So I feel like that's kind of a problem like with Annalise's class and I mean it's through no fault of the teachers it's just a lot of people signed up for the class and it's very hard to keep everybody at the distance when you have these huge tables and everything and a lot yeah. of equipment in the room so I think that's a big challenge. It's definitely hard to navigate those classes because like even if they're making the desk like three feet from each the, from the middle of each desk but then you go in your lab group and it's like four or five people to a lab group and you're all pushed together you're all leaning over the tables you're doing your work so at the end of the day like you might be sitting in your desk three feet apart but that's for like two seconds when you like do your lesson opener and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, go to your lab. And that's not her fault. Like she has to teach. No. They didn't give her like the right resources to be able to separate us enough that it's safe. And also, you want to talk about? You said lack of teachers. Are you just referring to the issue with the subs finding substitutes? Is that mm -hmm. what you're mm -hmm. talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Many of my substitute teachers have been teachers that you know are in my other classes. Mm -hmm. They're working during their duty period. Yeah. And yeah. That that's definitely concerning because there there should be, you know, a little bit more of uh you know, a little a little a few more teachers mm -hmm. uh just so that they could be it's consistent with the problem yeah. going on around the country, though, right? We go mm -hmm. into Dunkin' Donuts and you see one or two people <laughs> working. Go to McDonald's, you see one or two people working sometimes. Shortage of workers. There's a huge shortage of workers right now. It's crazy. I heard from, like, a lot of teachers and admin that, like, a lot of teachers were just quitting because, like, the school department and I'm not necessarily admin. I'm sure it was people more above them were not, like, giving the teachers the resources or, like, the like the ability to do what they needed to do to keep themselves safe and their students safe. So a lot of teachers are just quitting. 
Like I've heard from a lot of people, like there was teachers on their schedule and they went to class the first day and they find out that teacher quit and like didn't tell anybody. They just decided mm -hmm. they weren't coming into work. And that's been happening with a lot of people. A specific teacher that did that actually like interfered with um, our like early college program because now that she's not teaching, we didn't have a teacher for her, and then the staff for that also was not there. So we got someone like the day that we had to go to the program, she like got the job, had no clue what she was doing. So I feel like everything's just a mess from the like the people that are up higher because they're not necessarily thinking like oh these teachers are, these teachers are going to do what we need them to do they're going to stay here but a lot of teachers over the past year have realized that there's bigger things and they need to like take care of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know in my I think it's my English class we've been three weeks into the school year now right so in my English class three teachers have currently not been able to take the places they were supposed to, um, meaning they were supposed to be hired and then they didn't, and we've been having a substitute for the past three weeks, oh, and wow. we basically haven't learned anything, so now they're trying to pull a teacher who's not supposed to be in that department um, to take the place of an actual teacher, and I feel like, as well as this, teachers are taking on more than they can handle, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to resources, because I noticed that paper... We, we're paper city, but yet we don't have paper, <laughs> surprisingly, Literally. to do work, and we don't have computers. So doing actual work in class, either it be writing, is becoming less frequent because we don't have the supplies we need, and teachers are now counting on the students or pulling out of their own paycheck, which it, it just makes wow. me feel bad because it's a lot to carry. Stuff like that happens yeah, that a is. lot. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, my mother's a teacher, and she has to go through, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pencils and notebooks, you know, each yeah. year just to distribute to the kids because, you know, this, some of the school districts just aren't really uh, providing as much as they used to. And especially with COVID and their main focus is, you know, the safety of students, um, they kind of neglect other areas, mm -hmm. um, which in a way is understandable because it does take priority, but there should be a little bit of accommodation for every single, you know, part of the, you know, the education district. I agree with you. That's yeah. a good point, Conrad. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the subject before we move on? i got something positive to talk to you about. Oh. Okay. Sure. Any other thoughts before we move on? I just want to mention something of real quick about the Chromebooks. Yeah, that look in your face. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Chromebooks. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's just, that's a, a I feel subject. like that's a problem that really needs to be discussed because at the end of last year, we all got the feeling that we were going to do it all digital this year. There was Everybody was going to have a Chromebook because we were doing it all last year, so they figured, oh, everybody has the skills, so we can come in, be there with the teacher, but do things through Google Classroom. But when we got in this year, I think I heard that like a third of people didn't return the Chromebooks mm -hmm. of the students I heard that too. Yeah. at Hoyoke High that's School. Really, that's concerning. So they only have like 67% of the Chromebooks they need. And I mean, they're hanging out around the school, which is kind of odd because... I mean, they're all in, like, one area by the band room, and that's my home room, so I just kind of see them sitting there, and I'm like, what are they doing there? Because they kind of should be in use, but then at the same time, I figured out that everybody should be using one, but some of my teachers have been saying it's been difficult to navigate through both Google Classroom and on paper. Like in my history class, we do things online, sometimes for homework, and then we submit things by paper. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a big challenge for the teachers, because last year, they figured out how to do Google Classroom and were really comfortable with it. And now this year, they were promised that they were going to use it again, are not using it, and now they have to go back to a paper, which, like Olivia said, they're having a shortage of. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's something that also needs to be addressed. Yeah, with the, um, with the Chromebook situation, 
for my F-block. I sit in the office, and I'm an office aide, so a lot of times Mr. Shard will come in, and she's like, can you guys help us do this and this? So we sit there, we organize Chromebooks. A lot of the thing is, is they, like, literally yesterday, I took, like, three from a parent that was just bringing hers in from wow. a student who graduated. Wow. So it's, like, it's a little tough. Like, she has to sit there, and each Chromebook has, like, a code, has to go in the right cart, and then we have to bring the carts to classrooms and, like, switch them out. I spend most of my blocks doing that, running Chromebooks around or organizing them, but then teachers don't take the time in their classrooms, so they don't have the time. They're asked to do so many things. They don't have the time to make sure all the Chromebooks are back where they need to be. They don't have the time to, like, go return them and bring them back. We've talked about it, and we've said that, like, each classroom should have, like, a designated cart, and it could be, like, homerooms. The students get their Chromebooks in the morning from their homeroom and bring it around, but there's no way to do that because we just don't have enough people to, like, figure out that whole Chromebook situation because we have to go through the tech department too and lock them and unlock them and it's like a whole big problem. Sounds like it, yeah. I, I hope we can get that figured out soon. It's, it's such a valuable resource to a school having these Chromebooks. So we did have something positive to bring up here, folks. Our football team won yes, big sir. on Thursday night. Yes, what was the final? 51 nothing. Oh, it was 51 nothing. 51 nothing. Oh, my God. It was a great game to watch. They were up 33 by the end of the first quarter, and then 45 yeah. by the time it went to the half. And then it was either in the third or the fourth quarter, I don't remember, is when they scored their last touchdown. Okay. So congratulations to the football team. Great job. Yes, it was a great game to watch. And the in the rain, too. Yes. You know? Brought umbrellas. <laughs> yeah. The cheer team was sitting there with ponchos. Yeah. They were out there. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Um... It was just a good crowd. I wasn't really expecting mm -hmm. a, that large of a crowd for a game in the middle of a pandemic with uh, the weather the way it was. So yeah, thank I wasn't you to the community for supporting yeah. us. I wasn't expecting such a total beatdown, though, from Springfield. You know, Springfield I was known yeah. for their I football. Central is known for their football, not and Putnam. Yeah. But yeah, that's going to be there's a test. Some, there's some pretty good kids on Put in, yeah. in the Putnam school as well but if you want to go play football and you want to do good at it you go to central for that yeah. but have you been to putnam it's it's literally it might actually be the nicest school i've ever seen in my yeah life. it's a really nice <laughs> no, i'm not school. kidding it's beautiful yeah they're very fortunate there it's like a mall <laughs> they have like their own cafe for the business department they like they run a cafe yeah. they have um they have all uh, they have a bank the business department has like a little bank there. It's like with an ATM in there. It's really interesting. Okay, all the programs they have going on. All right, I want to sneak this in, guys. Uh, you know, you know my my one big problem with this year. It's not COVID. It's uh, it's the start time. <laughs> yeah. But Annalise likes the start time. I love right? it. So uh, I was excited for this debate. We're gonna have a little yep. debate. You like it too? I love it. I don't mind it. I, we get out Why? pretty early. Exactly. Yeah, I have stuff to do after school. Yeah, exactly. A yeah, lot of really a, a lot of students yeah. work too, so yeah. you know okay. it's very convenient. Wasn't the years before we got out at a three yep. in the yeah. afternoon? Yeah. It was so like it's much more earlier. And Especially uh, Wednesdays, it's much more nicer to get out mm -hmm. at one twenty-five. Yes, exactly. Wednesdays. Yeah. That part's nice. Yes. You don't mind waking up so early? No. Nope. No. Not at all. Not I'm at used all. to it by this point. Put on a timer. Wake up. All right. Hey, it's not about me. It's about the students. So as long as you're <laughs> happy. So is it really four to one on this subject? Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. It is. <laughs> no one? That's on my amazing. side? You know. Side. You are? Good. Yeah. Thanks, wow. Nevaeh. Wow, Nevaeh. Thanks, Nevaeh. Um, I personally like 
how early we get out of school. I do like that. It's just the early morning. It's not really my thing. And I feel like, especially because the class is late, they're just mixed up, especially on Wednesdays. So I do like that we get out early because, like they said, we have jobs, and we have after school activities, and we have sports. But then we go in so early, and the day still feels so long because we're there so early. So I feel like, overall, it's okay. It's better than the years that we've had. I just don't really like how early we have to go in. Like, some of us are here by 7 30 in the morning. You can't even imagine how early that means you have to wake up, especially if you have other responsibilities in the morning. Or if you live in Springfield or Chicopee, like a lot of our students yeah. do. And if you don't live in Holyoke, it's a lot to get over here, especially with the traffic. Like, it's taking me like a half hour to get from my house, which is only down the street, to school because of all the traffic and all the other schools that start at the same time. Like, originally, um, start times were supposed to be staggered, so that traffic wouldn't happen, but back to this year, I think there's only two or three other schools in the system oh. that don't start at the same time as us. I didn't know so that. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of traffic. Any other thoughts? Thanks, the mayor. On either side of that issue. Yeah. I just bring it up because I, uh, we went from 9 a.m. last year to 7.30. That's an hour and a half. It's a big difference. I, mean, I can definitely agree with Nevaeh on the waking up early, but, like, honestly, I'm tired whenever I wake up. <laughs> so the time, I'm not a morning yeah, person either way. So 7.30 or 8.30, like, it's either I'm waking up at 6.30 or I'm waking up at 7.30. It doesn't, doesn't really change anything for me. At the end of the day, like, I've just changed my sleep schedule so I can go to bed a little bit earlier. I mean, like, it does, it definitely means less free time, but at the end of the day, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, I can definitely, like, I can I can see where people are coming from where they don't like the start time, but I feel like it lets me get more stuff done during my day, and then I have a little bit of time before I go to practice, I can do things, and then yeah. practice, and I have things after practice, and I can go home. And I'm at a re- I'm home at a reasonable time to be with my family because I used to get home like an hour after my family was already eating, oh. and I would just eat and I go upstairs and I wouldn't have any time to like be with my family or things like that. So like now at least I go to school a little bit earlier than my parents. I like, go to work, so I can see them a little bit before I, before they like, go to school, things like yeah. that. Or before we're all kind of rushing out the door at the same time. So I don't know. For me personally, it works, but I can definitely see the faults for other people. Mm, I feel That's like a great point. another concern I'm worried about. Although I like waking up early, I'm worried about the winter months when everyone's cold and no one wants to get out of bed. And also, it's starting to get darker out. So it feels like time is more limited, especially when we get out of school, though it's early. It's going to feel like it's going to be later because it starts getting dark. It's too cold to go out. It's not going to be bright and sunny out where you can just walk out of the school and hang out with your friends if you want to. It's going to be you go home and wrap yourself up in a blanket. It's going to suck. Yeah. In a way. Um, You know, there's there's a slight bit of comfort to that in a way, just me personally. But for the most part, it's just like 
I'd prefer to see the sun for at least eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Well, I, one of the main reasons I bring it up is because I thought the original reason we changed the start time to make it earlier, I'm sorry, later, it was because studies show that teenagers do better uh, when they start later in the day. Mm-hmm. So I just don't understand why it's such a so they're, they're strategically making us do the worse. Science there. What's that? They're strategically making us do work. Uh, worse. Ah. Yeah, we're like zombies in the morning. We're not really fully awake. We're trying to wake up, but... I can say this for a lot of other students as well. Last year, when we were doing online school, mm-hmm. this first schedule that we had, where it was like... 9.30 to like 1 o'clock or something like that. No, it was like, it was it was awesome. like 9 to 12.50. Yeah, it was awesome. Right. You were we you had, had really four classes and they were about an hour long. But there were office hours built in there. Yeah. And there were, hours. yeah. And yeah. It, was, it wasn't it, really 9 to 12.50. It, it worked the core. pretty well for a lot yeah. of students. Know, yeah. It was a great time to be like have the freedom to like take a quick break and get into your homework or do things. Because then once we started school and it went to like 3 or something, I was running to get ready and then run to the school to go to practice because they didn't really take that into account that we weren't at the building anymore, so practice times were changing and things like that. And then, of course, we had to go through all the COVID precautions. We had to sign in at every practice, things like that, get our temperatures checked. So it was just like a lot of hassle when they kept changing the schedules in the middle of the year. And then they tell us, oh, by the way, like in the fall, you're changing again. So I'm waiting for like December to come around. And then we're like, just kidding, we're changing it again because that's what Mm -hmm. they did last year. Yeah, it's very complicated and it's kind of annoying. Literally. You're doing a great job handling it all. I, I don't know what it would be like to be a student during a global pandemic. I can't well, like, can express we do, my you know? gratitude and you know, <laughs> just appreciation enough. Like, You've just been amazing. All of you guys have just been phenomenal. So I, we've touched on it. We'll end with uh, what it's like to be back. So we're generally happy to be back in person, I assume. Yeah, I mean, there's a sense of normality, but then it's also kind of scary that it feels a little bit too normal. Like, I still, yeah, I'm walking in the hallways, I can say hi to people, like, people, like, come up and they give me hugs in the hallway, like, oh, I haven't seen you, you can talk to teachers in the hallway. Yeah, Yeah. like, I can be walking around the classroom and go into a different teacher's classroom and be like, hey, what's up, or things like that. And it's just a little weird. I feel like it shouldn't feel how I was in school pre-COVID. Like, even, like, sports, like, I going to the locker room everyone's all up on each other in the locker room we're having normal sports and things like that like yeah we have a mask on but at the end of the day everything feels like a little too normal like don't get me wrong like i miss it but i feel like it's a little dangerous in a way that's why we're talking about it here it's one of the few places we can actually get together and talk anything else before i throw it out to the audience if we keep doing what we're doing and like i said before we are the solution and if we continue to be the solution I'd say in a year from now, we wouldn't have to be wearing these and we wouldn't have to worry about any type of social distancing or any type of worry about transmitting some type of a, you know, contagious sickness like that, you know? If we keep doing what we're doing and we get more people to do it and they educate themselves and they, you know, take action on what they're supposed to do, then there should really be no issue in getting rid of this. I agree with you. Yeah, I wanted to add something about, like, my preference that I would actually prefer to be remote because I had such a good time with my parents last year and everything, and it was just a little bit, it was a lot less stressful for me because here I'm constantly thinking about, like, am I doing something that's going to put myself at risk of contracting the virus? I mean, I know the mask helps and everything, but those the hallways and everything, and, like, I'm constantly thinking, oh, if somebody's going to come shake my hand, i got to do an elbow bump with them. I'm not going to shake their hand because, you know... 
I'm worried about that. So it's it's a lot more stressful for me. And I like I said, I would rather be remote. But right now, I'm just at the point where I'm making the most of the situation and and having a good time despite the obstacles. Yeah, I can agree with Patrick on that. It's been really hard because I'm pretty conflicted. It's like, would it be safer to be remote? Probably, but then it's like it's my senior year. I'm trying to get the most. I like the events I can have. Like, I know there's been a lot of talk about whether we're having pep rally or not, and I feel like the school is gonna let that happen because of other things that they've let happen. But then, knowing the way that our school runs, we're gonna hear about it until like the week before, and then things are gonna get canceled. And I feel like that's what makes a lot of students disappointed. At least from what I've heard and from how I feel, they they promise all these things. They talk about all these things. And then it's like right before it happens, they're like, no, actually, it's not going to happen. Because at the end of the day, what I've seen is that admin tends to care a lot more about, like, the state's approval, as in, like, test scores, um, that they're following the safety protocols, kind of like what I said, like, the QR codes on the table. It's like, that's not because that they genuinely care. It's because they have to follow a safety protocol. So I don't know. I feel like it gets really frustrating because they expect us to do so much and just come back and roll with whatever they're throwing at us, but they have no way to support that or show that they genuinely care about that other than, like, caring about, like, their jobs and worrying about what's going to go on, which, like, I mean, obviously you have to do that too, but you put yourself in a job where, like, you're more responsible for other people as well, and then at a time like this, it's just you can really see who cares and who doesn't. Mm. It seems like they care more about how the rest of the world or well the rest of our state views them rather than how the children mm-hmm. in the schools actually feel because we see how the administrators are uh, acting and how they're behaving and how they're representing themselves and they put on this figure of we're doing all that we can for our students and we're trying our best but then when you're actually in the school and you see what's going on it doesn't seem like much is going on especially when it comes to having prep rallies you know they'll talk about we're going to do this for the school and we're going to do that and yet it never happens and it's really disappointing especially when it's time and time again of it happening Mm -hmm. well i mean we're we're here for the students right that's that's we have to remember why we're here and i i I will say i've worked with our administrators for a, a pretty long time they're all people that really do care about students at the end of the day i can say that very confidently why can't we do the pep rally outside why wouldn't that That's be okay? That's just not a thing. That would be safe, Clearly, right? It's I not a thing. Like like the science year, says it's safe outside and when the sun's out. And yeah. I feel like there's ways that we could do that. I know one thing they were talking about is not merging our pep rally with the Dean campus because we usually yeah. do that because sports are merged. It's like this big thing before the Thanksgiving Day game. I feel like as long as the like it was weather permitting, because that's the other thing, it's usually cold around the time we do it because it's like right before Thanksgiving. We could suck it up. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just a couple hours and out yeah. of your life. Hour. I know the Thanksgiving I mean, day. Is. I'd rather be cold than have COVID. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. What a great point. Other thoughts, audience? Before we we're gonna end. Other thoughts? You've been a great audience. I love when it turns into like a talk show. You know, <laughs> we throw it yeah. out to the audience. Need to get a little mic that we can. Nothing yeah. else. Well, I have to say something. So, Annalise and Patrick are editors for the first time this year, and you guys have done an amazing job. Like, your Thank leadership you. skills are incredible. I would definitely not be half as good as you if I was a student. So, <laughs> amazing job. Congratulations on that. And you all have been doing such good, uh, such a good job writing uh, your articles this year. We're off to a really good start, and last year you were incredible as well. So, as a teacher, it's just a thrill to be able to work with you all. So thanks very much. Thanks for watching, folks, and we'll see you next time on the Knight Rider Podcast. Take care.